people tend to spend more time indoors. And what happens when you put people together indoors? They spread diseases amongst themselves. Oh, hold Absolutely on. Absolutely they do. I, 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 thought, I thought that was supposed to stop people spreading diseases. No, that's not what happens. Well, well every uh, winter we have a, an upsurge in respiratory viruses because people are cooped up together like chickens on a run. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. John, uh, we are live, so if you'd like to uh, do the introductions, then then feel free. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chasing Descent, episode 22, from me, the man in a van, who's not in a van tonight. Uh, that's Jaipo and in France, and Ben in England. I've lost um, a fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I, um, I I cracked a tooth on lockdown, and I've never bothered going back to get it fixed. Right. So what happened today was uh, I I bit into a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger, and my tooth just went snap. Right? <sighs> yep, yep. The kids wanted McDonald's. I didn't. And I, I I protested. I protested to the wife. I said, I don't want that fucking McDonald's. Right? Anyway, I lost. And uh, to, to, I guess in revenge, the McDonald's broke my fucking tooth. <laughs> oh, shit happens, mate. Shit happens. Yeah, but it, the first half came off because the tooth's been in pain for weeks, right? Yeah. The, the area above it. The first half came off. It went to snap. And then all of a sudden, that pain just like relieved completely. Right. Um and that was great. And then about 40 minutes later, I, I licked it, the half <laughs> that was still there, and it just went, snap! <laughs> and the other <laughs> half fell off as well. <laughs> and so, so uh, now I've got this tiny little fucking spike left, and, it, it, and, it, and it, it, it did hurt. But, you know, I don't think it can break anymore. So there is that. Well, yeah, there you go. There we go. So how have you been this week, Mr. Porter? Yeah, so I've been okay. I've um, been quite busy. You've been quite busy. That's good. That's yep. what I like to hear. Now, I mean, uh, how are things going over there? I've seen some some uh, rioting going, basic rioting going on yesterday in Paris. Yeah, um, I think I think Paris is, is ramping up now, which is quite good. I was it, yeah. down in, well, I was up in Poitiers on, um, and the turnout was quite low. I thought it was maybe about three or four hundred. You know, um, not certainly not as good as the, the previous last two times I've been down in Angoulême, and they've been about three thousand. But it's still, you know, from Poitiers, which is um, so a relatively is quite, small. Yeah, yeah, it's a relatively small city. Yeah, it's it's a relatively small city, and you've still got three, four hundred people coming out, right? Uh, they they yeah. feel they you know the public feel passionately about this uh, non pass de la honte, uh, non pass sanitaire, um, liberté, and, and you know what? I'm completely on their side, and mm -hmm. you know I I I, I think that I, I've said this before, and I, my experience with the London people. I mean, even this past Wednesday when I was in London, okay. Um, I, I spoke to several people who were double jabbed, right? And they are there out yeah. on that protest because it's not about receiving the medication. It's about 
Oh, so. It's about what 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 they want to do surrounding it. I mean, I put out a tweet this morning, and I've said this since day one. It's just, I don't care what your jab status is. I don't care what your vaccination status is. I never have. What I care about is you stand alongside us, and we fight back against this tyranny. And that is all that matters. If somebody wants to make a decision for their health, I really hope that they read all of the, the relevant things, um, and they make that decision informed, um, I, I believe, I still believe not a single person in this country, maybe even the world, has given informed consent. Um, and uh, it, it just, we need to get off of this argument because I see a lot of people, and outside are guilty of it as well, attacking those who have been jabbed. We need to get yeah. off of this because we need everybody on our side, right? Yeah, we yeah. seem to have had somewhat of a reprieve here. I, I yeah. Don't, what happened? That's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't trust Alexander Johnson as far as I can throw him, as as you'll know. But it was announced this morning by Saji Javid um, that Stabby vaccine... Stabby Yeah. Stabby the skinny Sontaran. <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently vaccine... Right, so here's what, here's what I've... Um, here's what, what is supposed to be being announced... I believe when Boris Johnson addresses the nation either tomorrow or Tuesday will be that vaccine passports will no longer go ahead in this country. Mm -hmm. Yep. That he is rolling back slash watering down, but not repealing the coronavirus act. But the interesting parts that will be rolled back are that he will remove the power to close down the economy. And he will remove the power to limit gatherings. Yeah. Um, and this all seems brilliant on the surface. You know, it feels like a victory, feels like a win, but we can't let our guard down because no. what what many people don't know, uh, general public especially will, will not know, is that not a single one of those lockdowns was ever implemented under the Coronavirus Act in this country. Nope. 1984 Public Health Act. 1984 Public Health Act signed into, signed into law by the health minister of the day, which was, I think on all counts, Matt Hancock. Um, but just because he's rolling back those powers does not mean they can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, so it feels like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's, what's turned this hand because Wednesday when we were there at Parliament, whilst we well, were I heard, out. I heard he was down in the polls by about 5% or something. Maybe. But Wednesday when we were outside Parliament, uh, I was actually watching a live feed at times uh, on somebody's phone of inside Parliament. And I remember that, um, Nadim Sahawi said that it goes against everything that I believe in, but it's the right thing to do. Now, what, 96 hours later, they're not doing it now. Yeah, well, I mean, 96 hours is a, a lifetime in political terms. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 get, I get that. It's just. <laughs> he could have changed his mind like 15,000 times. <laughs> it just doesn't make much sense to me that they've decided to roll this back nothing, now. Nothing makes sense, mate. Nothing about this makes sense at all. No, but 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 basically, <laughs> what they're what they're saying on the surface of it is that we're going to now treat it like flu. Always, yeah. essentially. Well, which is, well, pretty much like what Sweden did from word go. Yeah, and um, um, and speaking of Sweden, 
yes. not allowing not allowing the yes. vaccinated. Well, it's actually they're not being discriminatory. They're, they won't allow anyone from Israel, whether they're vaccinated or not. But ninety nine percent of the people in Israel are vaccinated, aren't they? Yes. Um, so them and Portugal have decided no, we have no Israelis coming to our countries. No Israelis whatsoever. But the problem is, uh, it, I'd say that we could quickly become Israel, but our cases are still falling. Um, they're still falling. They're they're falling off a cliff, in fact. And so even, are our deaths. Even though they're, um, even though the testing is going through the roof. Yeah, our testing. Has so gone you're still through. testing. You're still doing a lot, too much testing, and uh, and the cases are still coming down. That's yep. good. That is good. That is good. I mean, we're going to see Monday, we're going to see the cases go, we're going to see them go up because that's what happens after the weekend every week. But yeah, what I yeah. will say is that week on week, it will have gone down. So you'll see all these people, you know, the blue hearts, the, the, the all of them, they'll say, look, it's going up, it's going up. When it actually, when you look at it week on week, it'll have gone down from last week. And yeah. um, that's that's what's been happening. That's the trend we're going to. And do I think that the, the trend of respiratory viruses will spike in the winter? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Because guess what happens uh, in winter? Everybody's immune system takes a knock and uh, respiratory viruses take a hold. It's what happens every single winter. It has done since essentially mm -hmm. the dawn of time. Yeah. Big, well, especially in the UK, because let's face it, you don't get a lot of sun anyway, so your vitamin D goes down. So unless you supplement, you're going to be deficient. I was going uh, to say, people call me the palest person they've ever seen quite often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so unless you supplement, you're you're deficient in vitamin D. Um, you you're going to take a bigger hit, and then it gets it gets colder, um, it gets damper, and. Um, people tend to spend more time indoors. And what happens when you put people together indoors? They spread diseases amongst themselves. Oh, hold Absolutely on. Absolutely they do. I, th I, thought, I thought that was supposed to stop people spreading diseases. But no, that's not what happens. Well, so every winter we have a, an upsurge in respiratory viruses because people are cooped up together like chickens on a run. <laughs> Spencer in the chat says my wife says you can help prevent with vitamin D she swears by it well vitamin D is good for our immune system it really is yeah um, of course it is and, see if uh, you've oh, got see if you've got like um, say, say you have um, say you have a sore joint or something or you've sprained an ankle or something see if you take see if you take something like 50,000 IU in one go right the pain will go away I'm not a medical doctor, and I will preface that we don't uh, we don't give medical oh, this advice isn't, on this. this isn't this isn't medical advice. This is um, personal experience. Okay. Well. Okay. That's, so that's, if if you have if you have a pain or even a headache, right, and you don't have any paracetamol, see if you take about between thirty and fifty thousand IU of of vitamin D, the right. pain will go away. Okay. For well, at least two, three, four hours. I will. I, I now they say they say that you're not supposed to overdose on vitamin D, but to be to be honest, I think there's only ever been one case of someone who actually did overdose on vitamin D, and he was taking like he was taking like a hundred IU every day for like five years before before he actually became an issue. I was going to say, doesn't your body actually just expel it for the most part? Any excess. 
Um, it, it tends to use it because vitamin D is actually not. It's not a vitamin. It's more like a hormone. It's a hormone instead. So it 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 does tend to use it up pretty quickly. Um, especially especially when your immune kicks into. I was going to so, say, John will be John will be back to normal again in a minute, folks. <laughs> You're a bit choppy at the minute, but we will we will persist and we will push on. Is the audio okay? It it comes in and out, oh, and then choppy as well. It it comes in and out, and then when it decides it wants to catch up itself, you're going at like a hundred mile an hour. It's really ah, weird. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, but we, we, like I say, we will persist, uh, and that's you know that's good. Obviously, with vitamin D, um, I won't. I I will never give medical advice, and obviously for for anybody. But if you want to try things that work for you, you go right ahead. Nobody yeah, I'm, I'm, ever I'm, I'm not giving advice. I'm merely telling you what I've done and the result it had. And that's that's good. And that's that's obviously absolutely awesome that it worked for you. I mean, someone whose every joint is in pain every minute of every day could could I could I have me some of that? <sighs> yeah, but the thing is, it is only temporary. But you could try it. You could try it. Yeah. Get some get some high dose vitamin D. Um, I've got four thousand IU tablets, and you know if you take five of them, say that's twenty thousand IU. Just take twenty thousand and see what happens. See if the pain drops. Okay, I'll give it a go. You know, I'm on so much medication. What what more? What more mm-hmm. can a natural one hurt? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So what else has been going on this week? I mean, I want to go back to today's announcements because I just don't trust. Yeah. Them. So I, I don't really trust them either. I don't trust them. Um, well, I mean, but the, the other thing is, what's Nicola going to do now? That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Nicola has just made them a law. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe it's, I believe, is it section 21 and 22 that's being repealed from the Coronavirus Act? Um, and I believe some some part of it would actually make her unable to use the coronavirus act to actually implement yeah. them. So, yeah, because because her powers are predicated on the, the national coronavirus, coronavirus act. act. Yes, yeah. and yeah. if those parts are if they actually are repealed, then she she will have to use something else in order to to implement them, and she'll have to justify it. And in fact, I would actually say if she's going to try and do, use another instrument to do it, she should be forced to have another vote. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. You can't you can't you can't do this. You can't have like a two tier country. Well, you're you know, in one. you got one. Sorry, you're in one. Oh yeah, well, see, France hasn't France hasn't a country like Britain is though, because France is no. basically a republic. France is built along the same kind of terms as the uh, as Spain, as as America. You know, you ha- yeah. have your states, you have your states, and then you have your said your federal government. Um, yeah. But, but having said that, you know, you know most of the most of the states in France are the the prefectures are flung with. The uh, decree, shall we say, that Macron has put out. How how, how are you finding it lately? So um, you you went to the 
to the bar the other day, obviously, uh, minus past sanitaire. But have you been able to do anything else since? Yeah, last week. No. Nope. So what else? Uh, I mean, we went down. To, we went to um, we went to party on Saturday, and we had a wander around, and um, did a bit of shopping, which is fine. You can go into all the big shops and things. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's no hassle there. Uh, in and out of stores and clothes shops and things. Got some stuff. Got myself a new shirt, that kind of thing. Um, the the only thing you can't do is you can't sit down and have a coffee. You can buy a coffee and take it away. Yeah. And ridiculous. and here's here's the ridiculousness of the laws. Okay. So you have a cat. You have um, you know how all French cafes spill out onto the pavement, right? Yeah. So you've got the cafe has all its seating around this tree, say, or near this tree, okay? And yep. then the other half of the tree is a public bench. <laughs> so you can go and sit. You can go and sit at the tree, right? And, and within touching distance of someone on a table. And they can't, they can't say a thing, right? But you can't sit at a table. Right. So that's wanna... how ludicrous this was. Right. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak now in code that only me and John will understand, okay? Because there are <laughs> things that me and John have been discussing about being able to access things via methods, okay? Um John, you know what I'm talking about. Making mm-hmm. certain phone calls and and doing certain things, right? Which yeah. leads me to what I am going to tentatively call Operation Breakout. <laughs> okay. So, just for John's benefit, it's worked. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Just for John's benefit, it's worked. Okay. Which means Operation Breakout could well be a go. It could well. Yeah, could well be good to know. If you see me at some point next next month, go live on Twitter around about midday one day, and all you see is a video of me driving, laughing my ass off, and that's all you see, then you know Operation Breakout has worked. <laughs> I have, I have paid some money, John, mm-hmm. to carriage. Yeah. So <laughs> things are booked. Oh, excellent! And I gave you the date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vaughn says I knew these guys are up to Mason stuff <laughs> so so on those on those um, those days I should be in your country excellent so we shall arrange a rendezvous I believe we should um, I will try not to laugh throughout the entire thing that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, tentatively, I, I, I've I've booked things, and Operation Breakout is a go. Good, good, excellent. So we uh, shall see. Uh, 
Yes, no, that's good. Um, so yeah, so what is Nicola going to do? It's just um, <laughs> she's 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 let the house the sorry she let the horse out the stable too early, didn't she? She should have oh. waited in Boris. Yeah, she um um, she wanted to be first. She always wants to be first, doesn't she? She wants to go. She wants to be first, and she yeah. wants to go the hardest. That's what this is. That's what she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I have to put the most draconian measures in just to, to be better than to be better than England. All right, Nicola, calm down, calm down, Nicola. Norbin, I had to do it. You see. Fucking shut up, Nicola. Shut up. Now, now, <laughs> Boris is removing your power to do so. You fucking idiot. So what is she going to do? What is she going to do? Yeah. I think I think she's going to do it anyway. Yeah, I think I think she'll try. Um, the other thing that worries me is maybe maybe he's just shelved the vaccine passports because of the kind of backlash, but he'll still put you in a lockdown. Uh, well, he the only way he could do that is through the 1984 Public Health Act, and I believe oh, now. Well, yeah. I, I, I believe now, so I've been I've been trying to work this out. I've been doing a bit of reading and I've been trying to work this out. And without the powers within the Coronavirus Act to limit social gatherings, so they're removing that power, right. um, and to close the economy, then it mm -hmm. has to be a uh, using the public health. So so the two in the two in tandem were fine because the the. The prime minister called the lockdown and then they basically the health minister signed it into law using the 1984 health act. So both powers were used in tandem. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Um, he can call a lockdown. Absolutely. But legal, well, he can't anymore. If these powers go, um, he won't be able to call for a lockdown, but what he would be able to do is present overwhelming scientific evidence to parliament that, one was necessary and have a vote in parliament to use the 1984 public health act so i, I believe it could not be by decree anymore that would be um, good yeah so, so um this is this is i don't quote me on this but this is yeah. what i've been trying to work out all day is that i believe the powers to call for these things if he does away with them it, he then can't do it by decree so it would have to be um, no, that's good. That's good. So I was watching. Um, I was watching Australia today. <laughs> it's like Australia abuses me because it's like the country that's gone in hardest. Yeah, has the absolute, without a doubt, best best mainstream news channel. Sky News is Australia. Yes, it is it is way better. Hold on, John will be back in a second. Other mainstream news channel in the world when it comes it to the I mean, Andrew Bolt is great. Um, it is, it is, it is, it is a really good news channel. Um, and, and I'm surprised that old Scott Morrison and Co have actually allowed them to start talking <laughs> as they are. Um, I know because <laughs> they, they they don't hold back. Yeah. No, like I say, they they're great. They're absolutely great. Uh, uh, Australia and Canada are so far down the rabbit hole now, and New Zealand, obviously. But yeah, just yeah. in just in just in the sort of 
not making the news lately. And oh. I wonder if that's because if we did some research, I don't know, but have cases, quote unquote, exploded in New Zealand by any chance? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were up at 172 last week, so, so I, I did to check this week. But they, they have, they've gone sky high. So uh, Jacinda's one... like, oh shit, I better stay away from the news cameras. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because all of all of my... Oh. <laughs> so the, um, the Sydney one I was watching today was people were on the beach. And oh, I saw it that. It was really busy. And there was the COVID marshal, for want of a better term. Did you hear them? No. Oh, so the COVID marshal's got a megaphone and they're going. Uh, just to remind everyone that you've got to be you've got to be wearing a mask if you're lying down in the sun. <laughs> and if you're not, you're in breach of the COVID health regulations and you've got to maintain social distances and if you're more than five kilometers from your place of residence you're also in breach of the covid health regulations and everybody's like fuck off fuck off mate <laughs> go back home before i shove yeah. this rusty spoon up your fucking ass do you understand uh, yeah yeah see, it was it's absolutely ridiculous well, it is absolutely ridiculous. And like I say, Canada's so far down the rabbit hole as well. There's so many provinces in Canada that are just like, we're going to we're going to implement the vaccine passport um, right now. And we're going to make it law. And um, that guy, Chris Sky, or as people call him, dude, bro, um, Chris, Chris Sky, who basically predicted everything, just keeps getting yeah. arrested. everywhere he goes. Arrested, arrested, arrested. And it's like, all this guy is actually doing is telling people to say no. <laughs> um, it's not. Well, there, was a, there was a cracker, um, a cracker video from a guy in Australia. He, right. he was standing at a crossing and an Australian police motorcycle pulls up. Yeah. And the, the guy says, what are you doing, mate? And he's going, I'm just standing here. And he's going, what's your name? And the guy goes, "I'm not going to tell you my name. You don't require to. You don't require to know my name. I'm not driving a motor vehicle. And I'm not doing anything wrong." And yeah. the cop, the cops, like, yeah, uh, under the COVID health regulations, I need to know your 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 name and your reason for being out. And he's going, "No, you don't. There's no lockdown in this state, and you don't need to know anything about my business." Yes. And and it was. It was cracking. Hold on, John will be back. And he goes, Oh, you're going to intimidate me by coming right up into my face? Um, yeah. He says, But you're now breaching the COVID regulations because you're getting too close to me. And the, the cop at this point has had enough and he gets back on his bike and starts to, to, to get ready to drive. And the guy's shouting at him. That's called the walk. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Hold on, John. You have disappeared for a minute. Are you back? John, you're back. 
Hello, John. Yeah, this isn't working, is it? Yep, you, you, you're all right. I've got you back. I can, I can hear you. Did you get my story at all or not? Yeah, we heard we we heard most of it. Um, all right. We we heard most of it, but um, yeah, no, it's it's. I, I'm assuming it's your wireless yeah. or whatever. Don't yeah, worry, I'm we'll, gonna have we'll... to. I'm gonna have to go back to the van for the next one. Yes, Wednesday you'll have to go back to the van. Um, and so speaking in the room. No, she's not. Speaking of Wednesday, how did you get on in London? Uh, well, I, I streamed for five hours. Um, yeah. It was okay. Okay, it was good. It was good. Okay. Uh, about 30, 40 veterans came out um, and stood in headdress and things like that. And, and, and a few, a couple of hundred, 300 people, 400 maybe came out uh, public wise. It was nowhere near as busy as I thought it was going to be. But do you know what? I think it worked. I think it made a statement. And um, Piers Corbyn and his, his contingent, they went off to troll the Department of Health and I followed them down the road to do that. Uh, then round to the uh, Department of Education. That was that was a bit of fun as well. Um, I believe Piers and one other actually went into the Department of Education to hand them a letter of some kind. Um, that then then back round uh, back round I went back round to Parliament and it was all wound up wrapped up and then uh, went off to the pub to spend some time with the veterans and uh, other people as well. Sounds good. It was it was good. I mean, I, I'm I'm not really a social creature, really. Like so, like pub environment for me was pretty. But but um but it was good. You know, I enjoyed it and it was nice because do you know what? One of the things that I found really shocking was these people in headdress were coming up to me and they were saying, "We watch your shows, man. Uh, you know." We we, yeah. we watch what we watch what you do, and they're saying thank you for what I do, and I'm like, I know, I know. Thank you for going out and going all shooty. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, no, like, it's just, it's just really weird, you know, fucking hard bastard men that <laughs> that have gone out and done those yeah. things that, that, that I haven't. They're coming up to me and they're saying, you know, we watch what you do, and and thank you, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Ah, so strange. So strange. Yeah, well, everyone fights in their own terms. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but um, it, but it, like I say, it was good. Like it wasn't busy. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't massive, but and also the police, the police response was insane, John. I mean, when I arrived. So when I arrived in London, it was about 11 a.m. And Whitehall was completely closed, completely closed. And yeah. so we went we went up to the police and we said, what's going on? And they said there was a bomb threat. And I said, I don't believe you. A bomb scare. Yeah, I, I said, I don't believe you. was the first thing I said to them. And they mm-hmm. went, oh, well, that's your decision. Because I looked down the road and all I could see were TSG, um, Mounted Horse Division, and a Sunbelt rentals van with some crowd control barriers on it. And um, I thought that's not, the, yeah. it, you know, as an ex-police officer yourself, is TSG mounted horse division and Sunbelt, Sunbelt rentals van with crowd control barriers on it how you respond to a bomb threat, John? <laughs> not generally. 
No. You throw up a cordon and keep everyone out, including the police, because you don't want to blow up your own people. Oh, yeah, there were loads of police down inside the cordon, including yeah. mounted horses. Including that's, mounted horses. That's not um, a bomb threat. Then, has it? And and um, was Parliament evacuated? Not at all. In fact, so people, it wasn't a bomb threat. No, the um, the only the only the only thing the only thing was uh, they they said they had to close Whitehall to get the prime minister out, right? That's what they said. Bullshit. Um, bullshit. They they just didn't want. I think this is my personal opinion, obviously, but I think they didn't want a bunch of veterans going up to Whitehall and protesting in front of Downing Street against Boris Johnson's yeah. draconian yeah. decisions against the country. I think the optics. Would have been terrible. Yeah. Now this is. It's not. Um, you're not living in a democracy. No. Also, so after that happened and Whitehall reopened, there was just police it's everywhere. A police state. It is a police state, yeah. But there were there were just police everywhere, John. Right, and I mean everywhere on all corners yeah. of Parliament Square. Um, there was a mounted horse division at the back waiting to just come and trample down on us at any point. Um, Mr. Grimsdale says the police outnumbered the protesters by 10 to 1. That's police intelligence for you. No, it was about 2 to 1, I would say. Police outnumbered protesters. Um, and then they had some crowd control barriers up and they were told, we were told an, an order had come down from Pretty Patel herself that we were not allowed to cross the road from Parliament Square over to the same side of the road as Parliament. So we were kept right back on the green. So but why? I don't know but, why. But you're um, you're a member of the public. Surely yeah. you're entitled to wander freely anywhere. No, apparently the protest was not allowed to cross the road to the other side of the road and uh, stand on the same side of the road as Parliament. Also, also, they invoked a rule that said we were not allowed to use any kind of sound amplification. So no loudspeakers, no megaphones, nothing of the sort. However, if you're looking at Parliament from Parliament Square, directly to our left, that piece of fucking stupid shit Steve Bray was on the, was on the island crossing, right? Yeah. With a massive sound system blasting out fucking music as loud as he could. And they weren't doing nothing. They weren't doing nothing about it. And then Piers Corbyn got on a megaphone for about two minutes and police were right over there going, Piers, get off the megaphone. Get off the megaphone, Piers. But Steve Bray's over there yeah. blasting out his music and nobody's saying a word. Apparently, the bylaws that allow them to stop us using sound amplification out on Parliament Square don't cover the traffic island over there. Ah. Uh. <sighs> <sighs> Follow the sheet. So, do you know what we did at the end of the day? We just went onto that same traffic island that Steve Bray was and started shouting through megaphones. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they said. I mean, but but the thing is, like, Steve Bray's a fucking arsehole. He really is an arsehole, right? We lost, Steve. We lost. Get over it. I did about four seconds after we lost. <laughs> Apparently, he's there every single Wednesday and has been since the Brexit vote. It's like suspension of, or it's a, what would you call it? Suspension of belief, yeah? 
Yeah, I mean, I, from what I understand, also like a bunch of the anti-Brexit campaigners paid for Steve Bray to have a house rented to live in, so that he could stay in London oh, to continue to do this. Why? I don't know how. I don't know how long they were paying for it, but oh, Steve, Steve Bray Shalini, the guy that wears the fucking stupid hat and is anti anti-Brexit, who always is protesting outside Parliament in the stupid hat. He's there every single Wednesday. And uh, the last few Wednesdays we've been there, we've seen him as well. But the last time we were able to drown him out because nobody stopped any of the sound amplification. But this time, he was allowed loud to, to, to be as loud as he wanted. And he was loud. He had a yeah. sound system playing out music like no tomorrow. But we weren't allowed to even speak for a megaphone. That's strange. That's Speaking of Brick, my, my favourite sovereign, well, the sovereign you and I normally buy from Intermarché, you know, the litre bottle for three three euro seven. Yes, I do. Has been unavailable for two two days now. Do I blame oh, Brexit? You blame you blame Brexit for a French wine being unavailable in France. Yeah, yeah. It's Brexit's fault. It's Brexit's fault. It makes as much sense as any of these clouds in the UK blaming Brexit on the empty shelves that aren't actually empty. Right. During Operation Breakout, when you come to Paris, yeah. um, you need to bring me a cheeky Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I could do that. I, I need a cheeky... I've, I've, I've seen it so many times now. I've got this cheeky Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché. So Remember the box? Remember yes. the box? So the three-liter box of Sauvignon Blanc, which yes. was about 10 euros. Yes. Okay. It's been on special. Has it now? For six, for three liters. That's wow. less. That's actually, that's two euros a liter. Oh, gee, have you been drinking a lot of uh, boxes of Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché, John? I, I did have some on Saturday, <laughs> and it was probably too much. He'll be back. I can't remember. Yeah. All right, he's caught up now. He's back. Yeah, um, the days the days just run into each other, right? Yeah, well, that's that's what happens when you live in a dystopian hellhole. Either, either, either you stand up and you fight it, or you get pissed. <laughs> I think uh, I think Paris went quite wild at the weekend. I'm just sad I'm not going to be in Paris on a Saturday. Right? I'm sad I'm not going to be in Paris on a Saturday, but um, I'm literally going to be in Paris every other day of the week. Just not a Saturday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to be sun, Sunday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Not Saturday. So, right. I, I will literally be... So, I might be able to catch... If they do something on a Sunday, now, I will be there. So, I'll be able to go and maybe live stream something that might be going on. In Paris, yeah. that, that might be good. So um, apparently, there were um, the, on Saturday night they were going around heckling people that were sitting in restaurants. Oh, cool! 
Shebingum. Shebingum. Yeah. You have used your pont sanitaire. You have used the pont sanitaire. How many of you have a real pont sanitaire? And how many of you have a Ben pont sanitaire? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so um I require a cheeky Sauvignon Blanc into the Marche. Although where I'm staying there is there is an Alshan right nearby. Um which Yeah, I probably I, won't be allowed to get into that. Oh oh yes you will, John. Oh, yes, C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. Oui. Oh, oui. <laughs> right, right, moving on. Anything else to talk about? Yeah. Um, let me think. I don't have a list again. I should have made the list. He usually makes a list. I know, I know, but I didn't. I was very tired today. I didn't yeah, sleep well yeah. at all last night. Well, I've 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 had to entertain a seventy-six-year-old woman, bath two kids, do the housework, eat a McDonald's, which is very very taxing on me, and broke my tooth. Yeah, uh, it's not really a good day, has it? No. <laughs> oh, Joe, Uncle Sleepy Joe, did you see him? What's he done now? <laughs> did you see him? <laughs> his wife was giving some speech at a primary school or something like that and right. he just fucking turned around and wandered off <laughs> he just wandered <laughs> off <laughs> the guys the guys had absolute liability <laughs> it's like and people are doing all sorts of memes on it. I mean, it's pretty good. It's like um, somebody <laughs> dropped in, you know, um, the, the, uh, what's his name? Um, from Jurassic Park, you know. The, oh, right, the, yeah. That, Sam, Sam Neil and the other guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they're like, where's he going now? <laughs> where's he off to then? <laughs> Where's, where's, where's he a, off to? Yeah, it was an absolute cracker. And then, then the next one, somebody, um, so you've got Joe standing there at the podium and they've got this ice cream van appears behind them and he just turns yeah. around and follows the ice cream van. That was good as well. But he just basically, I've, he just turned around and wandered off. Right. I've got something to say. Um, actually, just just popped back into my mind. Something I did want to talk about. So I was in the carpet shop on Tuesday, right? And I was, get, I was getting a bit of carpet. Uh-huh. But that's completely irrelevant. What's relevant is what was playing on the radio, okay? So yeah. I'm like, I hear this sort of jingle come on. And then I hear the words, and this is a real radio station. This is a real radio advert, and this is a real company, Okay. Has your business lost £40,000 or more due to the COVID-19 shutdown? Well, you could be entitled to compensation. If, you, oh if you've God. lost £40,000 or more, contact COVID claims today. COVID claims. 
It's begun, John. Yep, it sure has. And I guarantee you, in two years' time, I'd say two years max, did you take any of the COVID-19 vaccines in 2021? Oh, yeah. Uh, suffering from insomnia? You may insomnia? have been missold a vaccine. <laughs> you may have been missold a vaccine. Yeah. And you may be entitled to compensation. Yeah. That's if you're able to still move off your couch. Yeah. So I saw, um, I saw a video from Del Bigtree. Del Bigtree, yeah. Yep, and it was, uh, it was Gert van der was it Vanderbush? You know the yep. the virologist guy, and he was explaining what's going on, which was quite good, I thought, because what he was saying is the vaccines do give you antibodies, okay? Yeah, but they give you a very specific targeted antibody to the original coronavirus strain, okay? So yes, I'm aware of this. Yep. Right, and then. When a variant breaks out, because that's mm. what will happen if you vaccinate during a pandemic. Right? Yeah. So you get like Delta or whatever. And what happens is all the vaccinated have antibodies to CUF1. Right? But they don't have any antibodies that recognize Delta. Now, all the unvaccinated, all the unvaccinated people have general antibodies that yeah. will attack anything, right? And they will just go to work and, and you know, they're maybe not as strong or not as good, but they will go to work and they'll wipe off completely, regardless of variant, okay? But the people that are vaccinated only have CUF1 antibodies. So, the, and those antibodies are big and strong and bully the general antibodies into yes. submission. So then what happens is the Delta comes along and it, the big strong antibodies go, oh no, that's all right. Pass freely, friend. And you end up dying of goof Delta. <laughs> because you've been vaccinated. And then well, you look at then you look at the figures and the and, and of the deaths in the UK. Yeah. More than sixty-five percent are double vaccinated. Yes, but uh, but we also have to preface once again. We have to we have to do our due diligence here, and I have looked into this. And once again, it is still elderly and infirmed people um, of that of of that sixty-five percent. All of those people are still in the age margins yeah. that would have been. Um, and health margins that would have been taken had they had no treatment. Okay, so yeah. so so we 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 have we have to we have to be balanced, and we have to we have to look at things from all angles. And all angles says that this is still, regardless of this, something that is going to attack, is going to kill, or is going to severely harm people who are severely old, and who have severe comorbidities, mainly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and like I said, when you look when you look deeper into those figures, the same can be said right there for those who have been double vaccinated, who have been taken. But all that tells me is that regardless of whether or not you've had two of these, it's not going to make a difference because if it was going to get you, it's going to get you. Okay. Yeah. And 
and and if this is the case, exactly as you have explained, that a different variant will just slip on past, then the original would have done exactly the same amount of damage. So, regardless, yeah. regardless of 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 this, I mean, all of the other things that people are getting, like brain clots and oh, uh, yeah. and myocarditis and things like that, yep. they can be avoided. Okay. By mm-hmm. by not doing this, I mean when we look at when we look at the they're still going to despite the fact that and the UK's the UK's made a good good start towards that by throwing away eight hundred thousand AstraZeneca vials because they were they, there's eight hundred thousand lives potentially saved. But I'm going to say this, and and this this might be controversial to some, but. I've I've done enough of a deep dive to say if if I was you know if a gun was put to my head and told I had to choose one of these shots the AstraZeneca one's the one I would choose <laughs> it, would, it is the one I would choose. Uh, I mean, Sputnik I V uh, Sputnik uh, V would be my first choice, right? Sputnik would be my first choice. Yeah, but that's all not the Chinese one. No, the Russian one. It's just not available. Yeah, all, all the Chinese one, but it's not available either. I mean, Sinovirus, that's it. Sinovacs. Um, Sinovacs. The, the, the AstraZeneca one is not an mRNA. It's not. Mm, um, right, okay. But I had, a whole, I had a whole Twitter fight with someone on this. And it is an RNA va- vaccine, okay? It's the method of delivery. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, vi- it's a viral vector one and not uh M R N A one. But yes. it still it still does the same thing. It still gives your cells the code to produce a spike protein and that's the problem. I, I, I first of all I agree on both of your points here. That is the problem. But second of all, it's not the same technology. And um it's it's I, I will say, right? I have I once again we have to be balanced on this show. It's it was based on a formula that was tried and tested. All they did was swap out the code that it was to deliver. Um they they used it on Ebola, I believe, the same base on Ebola, and all they did was swap out the code that it delivers. So AstraZeneca's base had been used on humans before. It hadn't been used en masse, but it had been used. And it had been used to some successful degree. But like you say, like you say, all it's doing is delivering a code to create the spike protein, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, But no, I don't want any of it, Shalini. You're absolutely correct. But like I said, if I had a gun <laughs> placed to my head and said, choose one of the ones available in this country. Or, now here's, here's, here's a question, right? Say you had a gun pressed to your head. It's a six-shot revolver with only one bullet in it. Yeah. Would you take your chance with the gun or with having to take one of the vaccines? Oh, now that's a question, isn't it? Because I do like to live dangerously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I do like, you know, again, again, regardless of whether or not the other option was taking a vaccine, a game of Russian roulette sometimes sounds quite appealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you get to the stage where what the fuck is this world for anymore? It's like, it, it, it's, a, it's a one-one situation, isn't it? It really is. It really is. It absolutely <laughs> is. 
Um, <laughs> Lisa says she'd take the gun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shalini says, I will go to the gulag. I don't care. Well, it wouldn't be the gulag, would it? It'd be... It'd be, yeah. it, 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 would, it would be that, and you know, I have to... no soup for you, <laughs> <laughs> no gruel, no slop, no gruel. You got to gulag, you stay there, you do yeah. manual labor two minutes, you die. But, but no, um. But but no, like like I said, if 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 that if that were, I I've I've always said that is the one that I would have chosen, and I've always said that I, if I was. I, I know what you're saying, but I think the problem is it's the coronavirus that we're dealing, with. and in forty years we've never had a successful vaccine. And I agree. Me, and dare I say it, I still think we'd have we don't have a successful vaccine. Uh, I, I, I would I, actually, I would, I would tend to agree with you. I, I, I think it's, I think it doesn't work, and I think Israel proves that. Yeah. Um, and um, this decision, this decision by fucking Chris Whitty to forego the medical advice. Um, it's rant time, John. So it's rant time. Yep. Yep. Right, Chris Whitty will decide uh, and will announce uh, in the next day or two that. Um, he is going to allow 12 to 15 year olds to, I say allow, uh, approve it to be given to them en masse for their mental health, ladies and gentlemen, for their mental health. Now, listen to me. Listen to me here. As someone who is on a fuck ton of medication, who wishes I wasn't on half of it, right? But I know that I need it just to fucking get up in the morning. You don't give people medical interventions if there's no medical reason to do so. You don't. The only metric that should be considered when giving children, especially a medical treatment, is the medical need to do so. That's it. But Chris Whitty is going to come out now and say, Oh, let's do it for their mental health. They fuck the medical advice because the medical advice from the Joint Committee of Vaccination and Immunizations is that this doesn't need to be done. Fuck the medical advice. We'll do it for their mental health. What the fuck shit is that, John? Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, thankfully, my my children are four and seven. But how long until? It's rolled back down the earlier age brackets, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's not going to stop, and the thing is, it's it's just not required. It's not required. I mean, like I said, the only metric, the only metric you must consider for a medical intervention is the medical need. There is no, there is no wider societal metric to consider here. If there is no medical need to do so, you don't give the medical intervention because i'm going to say something that might sound quite controversial here but it's true any death from covid of somebody in the age 12 to 15 bracket or with covid is extremely sad right it's extremely sad and i hope it never happens i, I believe there has been so few that it's negligible right but it's extremely sad and that's what's happened 
Yeah. Any death because of a medical intervention was entirely avoidable. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that's not sad. I would say that's criminal. I would say that every single death, and I, I listened to um, retired paediatrician Dr. Roz Jones on talk radio a couple of months back, and she said, uh, she's she's leader of the campaign group, us for them, or one of the heads of the campaign group. She said that if we mass roll this out to children, that the data says there will be deaths. It's unavoidable. There will be deaths. Okay. Every single yep. one of those would have been avoidable. Every single one. So that's the, the question is, what type of society are we? Are we a society that accepts inevitability of avoidable death for children for something they medically never needed? Or are we a society that steps in and says, the medical evidence says no? Okay, and if there is any risk at all of any harm to these children, to our children, to their health, to their mortality, we can't go ahead with this. What type of a society are we? Are we a type of society that sacrifices children for perceived safety? Or are we the type of society that protects our children? It appeals that we are the type of society that sacrifices children for to, to safeguard the elderly, basically. Because that doesn't sit well with you. Erroneously safeguard the elderly. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This is going to sound controversial. But if they told me it was a choice between me and the kids, I'd stick my arm out. Yeah. No, no hesitation, no question whatsoever. If they told me, you have it and the kids don't, I'd say, here you go. Here you go. I'm not... I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm being honest with you. There's absolutely no need for this, according to the Joint Committee of Vaccination of Immunisation. They say, on balance, they say that the the health benefits slightly outweigh the risks, although they don't give us any metric to actually prove that point. Um, which which I, I would have liked. I would have liked evidence for that. Yeah. But they didn't provide it. Um. But, but they said, on balance, we should not be doing this at all. And, uh, yeah. Chris Wilson is going to overrule them. He's going to overrule them. And what's even worse is the man supposed to be leading our country is going to then greenlight it off the back of that decision. He's going to greenlight inevitable deaths of children. And that doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't sit well with me. I don't feel good about it at all. I mean, if we, if, as parents, me and you are parents, we're fathers, and I know mm-hmm. that others in the chat right now and others that will be listening to this back at a later date are also parents. If I know that my child doesn't need something and that there's a potential for my child to be harmed by it, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, I hope beyond hope that most parents in this country see through this yeah i mean i i'm going to be completely honest with you um i've spoken to many parents and they've all said that they won't be putting their children forward for it i've never actually spoken to a parent in the flesh that says they will now that gives me some kind of hope but mm-hmm. 
how are we supposed to trust these people? That's a, I mean, uh, the last 19 months is, uh, shows that we can't trust them anyway, but yeah. let's, let's go into fiction La La Land for a minute, where they're still slightly trustworthy. How are we then supposed to trust them when the actual medical scientists who looked at the data and made a decision based on the medical needs said there is none and there could be risk? How are, meant to, yeah. how, are we, how are we meant to trust those people? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I said, if if it came down to a choice of me or the kids, always me, me first. You know, I put myself in front of my kids any day of the week. Um, and I hope any parent in this country or anywhere would as well. Yeah. As um, there are, there are evil people in the world and they are ruling countries mm -hmm. but they're, they're unelected they're absolutely unelected I would say the evil in our in our cabinet lies well I say cabinet but within our leadership levels lies within Chris Whitty and Patrick Balance and people like that I'd say that's where yeah. the evil is I would say they're mad scientists. I'd say they're mad scientists who want to have their experiments fully funded to do what they want, and that's all they are. That's just my opinion. Um, I, 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 I think evil is. Yeah. A good, I think evil is a good term. I think drunken. Chris, yeah. I think Chris Whitty is evil. I do. I think he's evil. Yeah. I think yeah. he's an evil man, and um, I think this decision here proves it. And that, these are. These other guys, Van Tam and all that, they're just exactly the same. Well, you say that, right? So so Jonathan Van Tam actually sits on the JCVI and actually was part of that decision to not jab the kids. Yeah, okay. Right? So it, it is essentially Jonathan Van Tam versus Chris Whitty here. And <laughs> it, it, it's nuts. Yeah. It's yeah, nuts it's what we see. I think the JCVI got cold feet. So here's what I think happened. I think they knew it was right because they've. I've seen representatives, a couple of representatives, uh, leaders, in fact, in the JCVI resigned a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, and I've seen representatives of the JCVI on interviews on TV recently who said that their their decision has come against massive political pressure to decide otherwise. So they, they've had a whole lot of political pressure piled on them to, to jab the kids. And uh, still, I think they've got cold feet. I think they know the data says that there's going to be some death. There's going to be some harm. And they have said, we don't want our names put to this decision because I think they knew that the decision was going to be made in any way. Mm -hmm. regardless of their advice, but I think they wanted to be be able to, to have plausible deniability, to say, look, we said no, and the law actually in this country when it comes to things like this is that the government must follow the advice of the JCVI. So they're going to overrule. They're going to break the law in overruling the JCVI. Um, but the JCVI have gone, we don't want part of this. Like, even they've gone, no, when it gets to kids, leave us out of it. Because they've, like I say, they've had political pressure piled upon them uh, over and over again to the point where at least two of their 
senior members have resigned in 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 the last few weeks, uh, and so they've gone. Fuck this! We'll let we'll let we'll put it all on Witty's head, and yeah. they've 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 just passed the buck. That's what I think has happened. Um, and you know what? I will give credit where credit is due for them still against the political pressure that was clearly coming down on them every minute of every day. Them still saying, "Nope." I give credit where credit's due. Because yeah. they could have, they could have crumbled, they could have folded, and they could have at any point turned around and said, "Yeah, all right, fine, we 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 do what you want." But they didn't, and I think there is some merit in that. Yeah, yeah, okay. It would have been better if they'd um, if they'd shown some balls when it came to you know approving the vaccines at all. Yes. But so then, then we are we are damning them with faint praise. Yeah, this is it. I, this is why I'm not I'm not praising them. I'm saying there is yeah. some merit in what they did. There is some merit in what they did. But, yeah. but then at the same time, I think what they did was partial cowardice in passing the buck because they, like I said, they knew that the decision was going to be made anyway, and regardless of what they said, so they went right because they they were very specific in their wording, in that. They wanted Witty to decide. They yeah. were, they wanted the chief medical officers to give a second what, opinion. Was, yes, they asked the government to seek the advice of the chief medical officers. Yes, yes, they, that was very specific wording. Um, in my opinion, that that will probably come up in Nuremberg too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 said we should go and ask Witty. We said it wasn't us. Yeah. I'm sorry, we can't ask Quitty. He's already been hung. <laughs> oh. 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 But did you know did you know in the Nuremberg trials that the um journalists and media were taken to task as well? And some of them went to prison or hung for what they'd done. Speaking of journalists and media <laughs> and what they've done. Yeah. What about Robert Peston? Oh yeah, what about him? <laughs> you seen what he's seen what he's been tweeting the last couple of days. Yeah, about about his uh about having COVID and And about now going, wait a minute, guys. The overwhelming majority of cases are those who are double vaxxed. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. He, he, I read a big thread from him today and I did reply to it because most of what he said was accurate. Other than he, he did say the vaccine was effective. Yeah, but how um, does he know? Well, it's not. It's not effective. Yeah, but the thing is, right, I see so many people, I see so many people who go, I've I've got I've got COVID, guys, right? I've got COVID, but uh, thank God I've had both of my jabs because this is quite bad now, and I can only imagine how much worse it would have been without them. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, but these, I'm sitting these... there just going, um, how You probably would have noticed if you'd had it with how, how do you know? Yeah, exactly. How do you know? It, 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 it's a belief. 
It's a belief system. It's almost it's, it's like a religion. That's it's all it is. It's a belief it system. Is, it is dogma. And I mean, yeah. like, there's absolutely no, no, no evidence, no data, no metric to to base that claim on. There's no yeah. reality to base that claim on. Um, I mean, I still feel so, so sorry for that young. Well, I kind of feel sorry for that young Australian female journalist. It's like I'm in hospital, guys. Uh, I've got heart problems, guys. Um, but oh, it was for yeah. the greater. It, it was for the greater good, you know. It was for the greater good, and she's fucking perfectly healthy and like in her twenties. How is that for the greater good, you fucking idiot? Yeah, I know. Because what she's got doesn't get better, that's that. She's got that for the rest of her life. She's got that for the rest of her life. And now that we know, we know Mm -hmm. that it doesn't stop transmission or contraction, how could what she have done been for the greater good? Yeah. Yeah. How? Exactly. And see, this is the thing that gets me as well, because now... If you're double jabbed, right, you can go abroad to certain yep. countries and not need to test and yep. not need to isolate or do anything, right? Yeah. Why? Why can you do that? Your guess is as good as mine. So, from what I understand, also um, for re entry to the UK, I saw on the front page yeah. of the newspaper today, yeah. PCRs mm-hmm. are being scrapped. Yeah. So uh, as long as you're double jabbed. As long as you're double jabbed. Yeah. So so, so li- listen to me. It's always been compliance. Okay. Yeah. It's it's holidays if you've done as you're told. If you've yeah. been a good boy. If you've been a good yeah. girl. Or because, if you've got or if you've got a bit of paper that says yeah. you've been a good boy and girl and still might not have been. Um. <laughs> it's a, it's the same. Um, it's it's exactly the same argument as vaccine passports. If the vaccine itself doesn't stop transmission and doesn't yep. stop and doesn't stop you getting it, yep. there is no argument for vaccine passports and there is anyway. no argument there is no argument for not testing people when they want to leave and re enter the country. I agree. So what I think they're actually gonna do with this country is scrap PCR and and uh, and allow lateral flow. Right? I think that's what well then that, that, if they do that then that's fine because you can all you need is a barcode and enter yep. the... You don't even need to take the test. don't need to take the test at all. Um, so uh, I've also seen talk of the traffic light system being scrapped completely for the beginning of October. Yeah, um, I've heard that and, as well. And once again, it is literally holidays if you are double jabbed, uh, no holidays if you're not, instead of traffic yeah. lights. So yeah, it's... It's uh, it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's I, I crazy. Just, I just hope there becomes a main right. So I know it's kind of you know capitulating to the system to an extent, but if uh-huh. if there are people that want to find a way around things, I hope that 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 there is a way around things that becomes a lot less complicated. Yeah. You know. Um, it's very complicated. That's all I can say at the moment. Yeah. Um, there are ways around things, but they're very, very complicated. Um, but I, I, I hope, like I say, 
that this gets scrapped. Um, and I, so I, I think even with these announcements, and even if they are true, okay, with these announcements from today, we can't let our guard down. We no. can't let our guard down at all because these people can't be trusted. And there was a phrase that uh, Sajid Javid says today on Andrew Marr is that we'll keep it in reserve when he spoke about yeah. the back passports. <sighs> so they're not going away, are they? No, I saw I saw a video from Gareth Ike. He reposted it. He, he put it out in July, in like July or so, and he said what he, he his prediction seems to be bang on so far. He went, do we? He asked a question. Do we think vaccine passports will go ahead, or or do we think that the government will roll them back? And he said this. He said I think they will roll them back, and um and they won't go through with it. And he put this video out in July. He said they won't go through with it. But what they'll do is they'll, they'll then be able to say, look at this winter, we've had a massive rise in cases, uh, so we've got no choice, guys, and then bring them back. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. I think he's bang on the money. I think yeah. they're going to they're going to they're going to allow <coughs> quote unquote cases to go like that through the winter, yeah. and then they're going to say, look what's happened. The only yeah, way out. I mean, it's flu season. Cases are going to go up. Yep. What well, what? People need to do is they need to stop fucking getting tested. Yes, I just, uh, I've been saying this since day fucking one, John. I've been saying this since day one, and I mean, why would you ever go for a test uh, if you get a cold? What did you used to go for a fucking test when you got the cold or the flu? So, no, you, f- you phoned the doctor, and the doctor said, "There's nothing I can do for you. Take a couple of days in bed and keep your fluids up." Yeah. So my friend's got herself a day two test for when she comes back into the UK. Right. And uh, she never intends to take it. So basically, so basically you have to prove you've got a day two test book, but you never have to take it. So you just have to show them a reference number and that's it. Don't actually have to take it. And she doesn't ever intend to take it. Um, but 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 I agree with you. Stop getting tested is absolutely the message, and it has been my message since day one. It's that you know they can only get their figures from the test, and and I'm sorry, but all of those people that will turn around and blame people like you, blame people like me for cases skyrocketing. Okay, it's not you and me that are going to get a test, John. It's fucking yeah. them. It's them. I've never I've never had a test. I once did a video, you know, of them pulling off yeah, a paper sheet I remember. and dropping it. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a picture of the test centre. Uh, and uh, I can't remember what, exactly what I did, but essentially it was illustrating to people how they went to get the test, they got the positive, and then they pointed at me sitting there having a coffee in fucking Starbucks going, it's your fault. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You know, yeah. <sighs> How can they blame the people who aren't adding to the figures? How can they blame the people who aren't adding to the figures? uh, What I don't understand is why are we still arguing 18 months further down the line in the face of insurmountable evidence that, one, masks don't make any fucking difference. Not one shred. Lockdowns, if anything, make things worse. Absolutely. Right? Um... It doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated or not. Asymptomatic transmission is a complete and utter myth. Fabrication, a fallacy, a fantasy. Yeah. Not real. Yeah, exactly. 
So why are we still arguing about these things? I just because people because the thing is, Facebook, um, the BBC, Sky News UK have not told these people these things, and yeah, right. unfortunately, <clears throat> these people. This is why I, I was kind of half, you know. Ooh, when Peston said what he said, because he's actually got the ears of the nation. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, and uh, he did say some things that I really didn't agree with, like, oh, we should still be uh, holding up, like, masking and distancing. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Ro right. Robert, they don't work. They yeah. don't work, Robert, and they never have done. I mean, social distancing, six feet, was literally invented by a 14-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It was. I, it, was like, it was a science project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it doesn't if you actually wanted to apply social distancing it would need to be around eight meters yeah so, something eight like meters yeah not uh, fucking two not not six foot eight meters i'm so sick what, what yeah. they'll provide what they'll provide as evidence for masks is the same cartoon Facebook meme over and over again. The one, you know, where you got the two stick men, it's like one mask with the thing, no oh, mask. Yeah. 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 It's a fucking Facebook meme with no evidence behind it. And they go, oh, look, here's your evidence. Oh, what a fucking cartoon someone drew on fucking Facebook, you moron. Yeah. And, and, and <sighs> they completely disregard 26 peer reviewed RCT trials that, that say masks don't work. Yes, that's true. Uh, Vaughan says, aren't lateral flow tests only good for pre-symptomatic diagnosis? Absolutely not, Vaughan, right? I've got uh, lateral flow tests here in-house um, because obviously we like to put things on them that aren't, <laughs> aren't, aren't our saliva. But um, they say very, very clearly in the literature that they're not to be used on people that don't have symptoms. All right. Yeah. They say they are not made. They, they haven't been tested for use with people that don't have symptoms. And yet they hand them out everywhere, all over the country and say, take them yeah. without symptoms, guys. Take yeah. them without symptoms. Uh, and if you remember way back in 2020, um, I, I, I don't know about the, um, the England website, but the Scottish government website says, do not go and get tested if you don't have symptoms as yep. the test will not be accurate. 100%. They used to tell us that. And they used to they used to say you cannot have a test unless you have symptoms. Now yeah. it's it's a free for all. It's everybody you you want a test have a test. Yeah. You you get a test. You get a test. You get a test. It's a yeah. positive going to be right probably not, but you get a test and you get to add to our figures. And then the testing goes that fucking far that you're slaughtering llamas. Yeah. Do you remember the llama? I remember the llama. There was a protest about the llama on the same day that we were. Yeah. That we were out. Poor bastard didn't have TB. No. <laughs> well, he didn't have bovine TV, and and let's face it. Clues in the fucking name because a llama is not a bullfight. <laughs> a llama is not a cow. No. no. Oh. Poor, poor bastard. I, I, I like Vaughn says, and shooting puppies. Yes. Uh, yep, yes. Yep. Shooting mm -hmm. fucking puppies. You yeah. know, 10 of those 15 dogs that were, were shot in Australia were puppies. 10 of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm one, of them, one, 
One of them was a mother that had just given birth to seven pups or something. There's one more, all. one more topic. Thank you for reminding me, Lisa, that I want to talk about. Fuck you, Morrisons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. I think surely employment law has got to be involved in this somewhere. You okay. can't do this. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I announced about four weeks ago that I knew of a company, a large company that was doing this already. And I, yeah. I actually I actually announced on the show, I said there was a large company that are going to stop sick pay for the unvaccinated, right? Yeah. That's JCB. JCB did it first. And JCB did it from, uh, were, were in, introducing it from August the 19th. Um, or August How can you get away with that? Uh, they've been getting away with it since mid-August, so uh, I, I am I am comfortable in saying who that is now because Morrison's have come forward. And, and but JCB um, were the first that I heard of well over a month ago that this was going to happen. Um, so no sick pay for COVID-related illness, I believe. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but you're more likely to be off sick if you've actually had the job <laughs> with a COVID-related illness. So, uh, um, yeah, so JCB did it first that I'm aware of. Um, and then now we've got Morrison's announcing that as well. Dark Spice says, JCB, when it goes to court, how are they going to dig themselves out of that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, what a bunch of idiots. So yeah, so no company sick pay, just statutory sick pay. Well, first of all, unless they've um re re renegotiated everybody's contracts, yeah. I don't I don't think they're gonna get away with this unless they void everybody's contracts and give them new ones. Um first of all. Uh, and and they'd be discriminating on the basis of your medical status. Well, exactly. Um, people might not know my my degrees are in business and finance, and uh, I'm a, I'm <sighs> red flags boo 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 going up everywhere for me. Um, and I think the second that this is tested in court, the company will fold like a fucking house of cards. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I I just don't think that they. I think they're banking on staff not either being able to afford or knowing that, that they can knowing anything about their contracts. Yeah. Yeah, um, but somebody will somebody will help them out. So you Lisa know, here says they will probably think. say that they will probably say company sick pay is not contractual. Well it depends whether or not it's in your contract. So people need to read their contract and they need to yep. see what exactly is worded inside their their contracts and also sore arm says here protected char characteristic medical discrimination religious belief what a juicy court case that will be i mean like i said mm -hmm. like there are there are people of certain faiths who do not believe in in, in vaccinations will they be exempt well, because vegans as fat vegans yes like us fat <laughs> vegans uh, i i i, the, I, I, I had a wonderful vegan rabbi tonight oh did you oh you had a from this from the scottish butcher you had a fucking. I, I, you had a ribeye. I had a McDonald's burger that broke my tooth in half. Oh, it was gorgeous. My, I think my son nearly cried again because I barbecued it. 
Oh, you bastard. Oh, it was absolutely, it was about that thick. And it was perfectly cooked. It was still pink in the middle. Should I tell you what I had for dinner? <laughs> for di- I, was, I was feeling very, very lazy for dinner last night, right? Right. So, in the freezer, I had one of those plate-sized Yorkshire puddings, one of them giant Yorkshire puddings, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got that out. And I was and like, what do I have? With... No, no. So I was like, what do I have in the fridge? An entire turkey thigh, right? So I'm right. like... Oven this turkey fry up for an hour and 35 minutes. Comes out gorgeous, right? Picked up the turkey fry, put it in the middle of the Yorkshire pudding and put some gravy on top. Dinner. Why not? Dinner! Sounds good to me. Well done. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was good. It, it, it was good. Um, Soldier says, statutory sick pay for me. Uh, Dark Spy says, vegans are so tasty. I'm, I mean, I've, I've, I've got I've to I've never eaten a whole one. No, not yet. Not yet. I'm not. I'm not. That, I'm not that fat quite yet. Um, I. I. Uh, Vaughn says I do like a good vegan because I love my meat corn fed. <laughs> that's, that's true. You know, we, we're eating vegans when we when we have our steak. We are we are eating vegans. Yeah. So I. Uh, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to solidify my veganism tomorrow by making roast lamb a whole <laughs> a whole leg. Yeah, excellent. On a Monday. Yep. Bloody well, 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 the thing is, today it's just one. Right. So my wife went to Wales um, for the night on Friday night to help her friend. Oh, out is that why you were a single parent? Yeah. So my my wife buggered off Friday to Wales. <laughs> Right, just to help a friend out with with something, um, and then was was back last night. And uh, my kids a little shit, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I get my own back. I'm, I'm Operation Breakout. That's that is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah. but um, when he got when she got back last night, I was just like, oh. Oh, and so I woke up this morning and I was still in, oh, and I was going to cook roast lamb today. And uh, then I was like, my nan's coming round and it just seems so much easier to order something on Just Eat. Yeah. Which I shouldn't have done. Yeah. Because I might still have a tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Literally all that's left of the tooth is tiny little spike we need to keep our eye on the mm-hmm. Brazilian Prime Minister uh, oh, Bolsonaro yeah because he told Pfizer to fuck off uh, so you think he's going to get uh, knocked he, off he, he basically told them um, what was it he said he said I won't promote or endorse any of your products until you're liable if something goes wrong which is perfect yeah, yeah. So he's he's next on that list, doesn't he? Well, he's going to go down the road of many African prime ministers and presidents before him. Yeah, um, yeah. I think just he be might. South American this time. Um, well, he's already been a he's already been in hospital a few times this year, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. The last one was complications due to the uh, when he was out on the campaign trail when he was campaigning to be president. Someone just fucking went up to him and stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> Just stabbed him. 
<laughs> just yeah. fucking stabbed him. And, so uh, I'm, quite, I'm quite worried because I think Trudeau is actually up in the polls. I'm hoping. I was hoping he would uh, lose. You rap bastard, cunt, Justin. See, they become like Jersey. Oh, oh, the um, they were booing Biden. He made a he made a visit to some, you know, 9-11 memorial. Oh, really? And and he was in New York, and he did was he, booed. Did he manage to stay awake? Well, I don't know, but they were actually booing him. That's it's not it's not often you get your president being booed. Especially at like a fucking nine eleven memorial. Yeah, so, yeah. Can, where were you on nine eleven, John? I was in San Diego. You were in San Diego. Yeah. Well, were you having a good time? Oh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I were was you on, I, on holiday. I, it was. Yeah. It was just as well that it was just as well it happened first thing in the morning because I was intending to get up that morning and go to Mexico. So I... And I'd have been stuck outside the States for two weeks if that had happened. So basically, if I got on my plane four hours later, I'd have yeah. been stuck in the States for two weeks. Yeah, that I was all right. I was in the air. I was in the air between the United States and the United Kingdom when that happened. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, our flight path took us over New York not long before it happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've still got the plane ticket somewhere. I uh, flew Virgin Atlantic, and it was a holiday that we'd flown out on my birthday for 14 nights and flew back on the 11th of September. Um, and uh, I, I will always remember that holiday because on the trip out, we flew on my birthday. And uh, I was one, probably one of the last people on the planet that was invited into the cockpit. <laughs> so I got to go. I actually got yeah. to go into the cockpit with the pilots, and you know, look out the front of the plane and well, see all the controls and stuff. They don't do I that. The, the last holiday that we went to was Florida um, in 20, 2019 Yeah, and um, it was we flew out on my birthday, and the Virgin cabin crew gave me a half bottle of champagne. Lovely, which was nice. Well, the Virgin Cabin crew on my birthday took me into the fucking flight deck and I got to see all that. Obviously, yeah. I'm a kid. Obviously, I'm yeah. tw- 12 years old or something like that. Uh, well, 12 years old, yeah. 12th birthday. Um, but it's just little things like that that I'm sad that people will never get to experience. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I, mean, I remember, I, I, remember uh, I came back from somewhere and, I mean, I wasn't a kid. I was like, in my twenties, and I spent half the flight in the cockpit talking to the pilots. It's good, you know? isn't it? And, yeah. And, and, and like and when, I say, we, when we went to Hong Kong, um, I was in the cockpit when we overflew Italy, and Mount Etna was erupting. And you oh, could cool. see it. You could see it from from thirty thousand feet. And I bet that was, you know, like I say, it's just those little experiences. They're things that stick with you for for, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so sad that people won't won't get to experience that shit anymore. And I feel very yeah, lucky I that I did. Um, and, you know, that, that sort of... Oh, I know. And with that, I'm getting tired. Is there anything in the chat that we want to answer and then maybe we could wrap up? No, they're having a conversation within themselves. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, they're, they're having a conversation within themselves. So we shall do the self whoring and then we shall wrap up. Yeah. Um, so. I, I I will do my script, which I just put in the chat. I've got a script. Descent Media is funded and operated by you and for you solely on your donations. We're looking to expand in a big way. Visit our website, www.descentmedia.co.uk. Please consider becoming a patron on our Patreon for as little as £2.50 a month at patreon.com forward slash Descent Media. Or you can just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Descent um, and, and help us out. But with the Patreon, uh, once a month, once a month for patrons only, you will get a cynical movie review from me. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for my part of the self hoarding, um, I I am chasing liberty dot life. You can buy me a coffee on there, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash jipo j a i p o. I'm just looking to eat tomorrow that would that would, <laughs> that would just make me happy <laughs> uh, and and we are also launching a new series of um of of two new series actually on chasing liberty we have climate shots with latimer alder where we'll have sound bites of you know between four and six minutes or whatever, um, where we go through one topic of the climate. And then we have another one called Clearing the Fog, where he tends to look at the COVID numbers. And we just do the same there. We have small, short sound bites and go through that. Just to clarify points. I'm looking forward to my... And do we have another guest lined up, John? Yes, we do have another guest lined up. Um, We have... Mr. Blair of Truth Vulgarians, who writes for Dear Dirty America, um, so he's uh, he's happy to come on any Sunday. So um, I think maybe next Sunday, if I'm back in the van, we'll get a better connection. Let's all set that up. It's not Tony Blair, guys. Don't worry. No, it's uh, Michael Blair. Michael Blair. Another another Scottish man. Another Scottish man. Um, so I'm going to feel very, very outnumbered. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll channel the McEwen side of the family <laughs> and try and get involved on, on that. Just, I, uh, oh, boys, how are we all doing? Honey? My name is you sound, you sound like an iron brew advert at the moment. <laughs> My name's Nicola. Nicola. And... Jump. With that, it's a good night from me. <laughs> and it's good night from me. Thank you for joining us. Episode fucking 22. 22. Um, and it'll be around episode 30. Will we do it in person? Oh, when we're live. Does this mean I get to come in the van? Because we're going to have to broadcast from somewhere. Well, I'd, I'd rather you didn't, because I like to keep a clean... Sh- you know, a, a clean area, but um, you can you can enter the van if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> right, enough of this smut. Good night, yes. all, and thank you, Ben. Thank you, John. I'll speak to you on Wednesday. Yep. Take care, mate. Take away those diamonds. I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. 
Oh, mm-hmm. 